0: In the morning when you want the news you need the front page every hour on the press box nothing's writing on this except the uh, first amendment the constitution freedom of the press and maybe the future of the country not that any of that matters and now the news oakland's new mayor says
1: she wants to keep the a's Uh, I saw this headline and actually thought it was going to be a bigger deal, but Shang Tao was on uh, with a TV station in the Bay Area, and she said one of her administration's highest priorities will be to, quote, find a pathway to keeping the A's while also ensuring that the financial burden of the team's $12 billion waterfront ballpark and surrounding development doesn't fall on Oakland
0: taxpayers.
1: Well, does that, does that actually it's not all
0: $12 billion, right? I mean, it wasn't, uh, haven't you had the number of 800 million? The, the, what, what, the, what were the numbers? Okay. What were the numbers that, uh, we said they had to come up with? So here's the thing. It depends on what all
1: they get, because when Libby Schaff was the mayor, her kind of proposal was to get, uh, money from the state of California, not from Oakland. And somehow she was going to get federal grants. Also, not directly from the Oakland taxpayers. And yes, the dollar amount was it It was closer. I think it got closer to a billion. Uh, I think it was up over $900 million. Um, but yes, the uh, the interesting part here is it's basically coming down to can Oakland get the state of California and federal grants to to pay for this ballpark? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know but it was it very much i saw the headline of like hey the new mayor wants to keep the a's thought it was going to be more than this it very much came across as oh of course that's what you say when you're the new mayor right right i i want to keep the a's but i'm not going to create a financial burden on my taxpayers. taxpayers it's kind of a nothing statement because everybody would love that every mayor or or whatever across the country
0: the mayors around here would love that right
1: would be like oh yeah we're going to keep or we're going to get a sports team and And we're not going to public money right so i that didn't really tell us what her um, plan where is, where she stands on this. I will say there was an interesting detail in the um, San Francisco Chronicle story about this. The new mayor there, Shang Tao, she apparently was backed by the labor union in Oakland. And if regarding any, this, n- just for her reelection, okay. uh, just in general. And if we learned anything about labor unions here, uh, they obviously want to build stadiums. So <laughs> yeah. maybe she's going to be more pro stadium and figuring this out than Libby Schaaf was but again that's just me speculating on a throwaway sentence in the San Francisco Chronicle just like it's funny because they're closing down schools but hey let's make sure we keep the A's (laughs) Jared, they're getting it from the state of California and Uh federal grants they don't have the schools who cares about that anyway he's I mean he's his um, you know I've I've mentioned what is that even an answer to you played that a bunch (laughs) and I don't even know what he was stumbling through
2: I, all I know is he got, Josh McDaniels got asked a question and he started it out.
1: He's, I mean, he's his, um, you know, I've,
2: I've, I've mentioned Josh Jacobs. I have no
1: idea. He lost the words to describe how great. But Josh is Jacobs it, is was. it better than one uh, more Adams is great. Because uh, you also get him called on right before that. Aaron Rodgers plans to play this week. He was on with Pat McAfee and said, I got good news with the scans yesterday. So I plan on playing Boy, this, this guy. Week.
0: saw Jordan Love throw a touchdown pass and said, <laughs> I'm not letting this happen.
1: Uh, he has a thumb injury and he Such got a rib a injury whoosh. against the Eagles. Do you believe it's as simple as once the Packers are officially eliminated, he will be done for the season?
0: I mean, I think it should be done for the season now. What are they four and eight? Right. That's. I mean, that's what we talked they about yesterday. Done. We yes. both they should, there. they should. They should find out finally uh, that what they have in love. They should sit him down, say you're hurt. No matter what the scans say, we've got to figure out what um, we have in this kid. And and Aaron Rodgers, as Jared just alluded to, is not the sort of guy who are, is going to play along with that. He also hasn't been that good this year. No. The team, no. The no, team is it, not good. Ever since he admitted to doing ayahuasca,
1: not not great. So, I don't know. To me, also not drug tested. What does Aaron Rodgers gain by continuing to play this season? Just his ego. But this he sucks. Is ego. Like, does it really help his ego if he's out there and they lose? I
2: don't feel like don't. he thinks he sucks. I think oh, he no. thinks everyone no. else. I sucks. think he thinks everyone else. But he thought him everyone thinks.
1: else sucked last year and they won. What did they go? 13 and 3 last year? Right. But I I think that was
2: him rising above. This is him being held down.
1: Yeah, yeah. But if but if you're Aaron Rodgers and you've been like for three years, everybody sucks except that Devontae guy. Everybody sucks. And I've been so great that we are going 13 and 3 anyway. And now you're like, well, everybody sucks, and we're four and eight. Maybe I'm applying logic that shouldn't be applied. I just don't think think
2: he thinks anyone's any good. You're trying to like put self awareness where there is none. Anyone
0: have
1: a bigger ego than him? I think he's self aware i don't i think he's self-aware does anybody have a bigger ego than him baker mayfield definitely did at one point but
0: yeah when, when you, think he's self- you think he's self-aware that he's not very good i think he has to be right no i just i just don't think this he's guy not an would idiot. admit that really because i think he's he... not a
2: football idiot okay
0: <laughs> right
2: he genuinely, and I've said this before, he is the definition of the guy that thinks he's the smartest person in the room. Right, but he's not a football. Like,
1: there's no way he's watching. Oh, he's not film. the
2: guy. He's not the defensive end from the Rams who
1: doesn't who believes mermaids are real. No, like, but yeah. no, no, no. There's no way he's watching film on Mondays and Tuesdays or whatever day he's doing that and thinking. Oh yeah, I'm the same as I was last year.
0: No, There's but I think no he, I, way. He might say he's not the same as he was last year because of the people around him.
2: I think what he's saying is you guys ran the wrong route there. I had I would have been able to hit you yeah. had you cut in. What's wrong with you? Like I
1: don't. But he said all that last year too. He complained about the receivers last season. He had Devonte. Yeah, but he still complained about the receivers. And now I I just think he's more self aware when it comes to football. Who understand he's not playing well and i don't know what benefit it serves him personally to play through the injuries he has because they suck they're not any good you sense any give up in the locker room mm-hmm. hell no but, what kind of questions that phil jeff saturday says he wishes he had called a timeout <laughs> so do we uh, i wish i had that third down back and in all honesty wish i'd used the timeout just looking at it on film from a time perspective i felt good But you could tell we were in disarray. I just didn't have a great feel. Um, The Colts let a full minute burn off the clock late in that game against the Steelers on Monday night. They did not take a timeout after second or third down. Uh, They ended up getting stopped on fourth down. Uh, He did take the timeout after third down, but he says he wanted to take it after second down prior to the third down play to get a better third down play in
0: uh, the game. I felt good, but I didn't have a great feel. What does quote. that
2: mean? <laughs> I mean, I mean, what? I, to not be, everyone can be an award-winning writer. Ed, <laughs> here's the thing about Jeff Saturday. He's a football
1: guy. Here's the thing about Jeff Saturday. I like this guy. Yeah, me too. Oh, I yeah. wanted to remain his coach. When he talks to the media, I like this guy. Yeah, like I again, I don't know if he's going to be good at this. Well, that doesn't matter. And the whole the the joke of the hiring process for the the Colts. It's a joke of a hiring process, but I like this guy. Like when he talks yeah. to the media, he's like, "Oh yeah, I screwed up." Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. has Josh
0: McDaniels once said that this year? Uh, he's he goes as far as to saying it's on me and it starts with me. But that's a but, coach like, when cliche. They lose. But like when he like that's he got asked a- got
1: asked about the end of the second quarter and why they didn't take another shot at the end zone, and he spent like five minutes explaining it. When like would he ever say, "Yeah, I probably messed you up know. there. We should have taken a shot." I, I'm if I got ref- to this point, right. Jeff yeah, Saturday's been a coach for three weeks, and he's like, eh, I blew that one, guys. <laughs> I had a great feel, but I didn't feel good. I blew it. I don't know. I like this guy. Yeah, it's a good question. All right. this You guys got to help me out here if this is real or not. Uh-oh. Um, Mike McDaniel, head coach of the Dolphins, apparently cut up 700 plays to help Tua regain his confidence. He apparently made a clip Of 700 plays—that's like a movie, by the way—of 700 plays that Tua did well, showing Tua what he does best, showed it to Tua in the offseason, showed it to Tua to be like, Hey, you're great. You're a good quarterback. Here's a 700-clip highlight of why you're good. And then he shared it with the rest of the organization— to sort of show to Tua, hey, this isn't just me trying to gash you up. This is, I, I believe in you, and I'm showing everybody, here's 700 plays of Tua being we're good.
0: Were 400 from Alabama?
1: <laughs> did, How many plays did he, he actually played
0: in the NFL? NFL?
2: Were they all just from that national championship on a loop, those four plays?
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, I, is that real? Did Mike McDaniel really put together 700 plays?
2: From my very limited experience, no, he did not. He had he called one of the
1: video interns and said, "I need you to cut up yeah. seven hundred okay. plays." Okay, you're yeah. the video intern. You get the assignment to put up seven hundred plays. How many plays are you actually putting up there?
0: I mean, I'm um, trying. trying to to if I do I'm, what my head coach says, yeah, no, I'm get getting fired. to
1: hundred and I'm done.
0: I'm trying to be
1: Eric Spolstra here. Who watched more than thirty plays of that highlight? Mike McDaniel says uh, he gave it to Tua and the rest well, of the no organization. Well, no one watched
0: 700. Right. Oh,
1: my God. Imagine
2: that meeting. That that would make me so uncomfortable. All right. So, we're just going to go through
1: everything you are great at play by play by play. And we're going to pause and we're going to rewind. Right. How, many, how many people watched more than 100 plays of that? I'm sure going with zero. Plays? Like, what about him talking, like, to the media? Like, what? if Like... Hey, you were really good on Gruden's quarterback. <laughs> I will say one other thing where it might have been Mike McDaniel that put this together and not some video intern. There was a mic'd up highlight from the Dolphins game where he is on the sideline talking to Tua uh, when they were up 30 to nothing against the Texans. And he said something along the lines of, you know, I couldn't sleep. So I was watching some old high school highlights of you on YouTube. And he's like, your form was terrible.
0: He's talking to him during the game. During saying the these game. Things? Now they're up
1: thirty to nothing against the Texans. But he's like, "Yeah, I couldn't sleep, so I pulled up some high school highlights of you, Tua, and your your form was horrific." <laughs> so there might Mike McDaniel might have been up at three a.m. Like, all right, I'm putting together seven hundred clips. Let's do it. Oh, good lord! His Thanks poor sure. children. Right. Uh, Hugh Freeze has been hired as Auburn's next head coach. Uh, Hugh Freeze, his college career is at Arkansas State for a year. He got fired from Ole Miss, though, after an NCAA investigation into impermissible benefits he was handing out. Uh, Ole Miss landed the number one recruiting class under Hugh Freeze. They obviously paid for that. Uh, He was also caught using his university phone to call an escort service. Um, Probably shouldn't do that. Uh, By the way, do you guys know how that happened? Like, oh,
2: oh, is this the Freedom of Information Act?
0: That they, oh, that they, that the media wanted and they got?
1: Not the media. When Ole Miss was under investigation for impermissible benefits while Hugh Freeze was the head coach, Ole Miss, their athletic director, came out and was like, all of this happened under the previous coach, Houston Nutt. They're like, all all these, all this investigation, it it was all under Houston Nutt. Houston Nutt was like, hell no, it wasn't. Houston Nutt submitted a Freedom of Information Act to the University of Mississippi and got all of Hugh Freeze's texts and phone calls that he used on his university phone, Houston Nutt is the reason we know that Hugh Freeze was calling an escort service.
0: That's some serious reporting. Is
1: Houston Nutt got a job? He'd be a good UNLV coach. I think he's on CBS Sports Network at halftime yes. of UNLV games. Yes. So he already knows the team. I don't think they watch the UNLV games when they're on the <laughs> halftime show of UNLV football games. But th- it's one of the funniest things is that Houston Nutt is a big reason why. Hugh. Fre- I mean, he probably would have gotten fired anyways because they would have been like, oh, yeah, you paid the recruits. But he's a big reason why. It's absolutely hilarious. Also, Hugh Freeze has been at Liberty now. Oh, um, my God. There was. That's where a, you go. Yeah. There at was Christian a college private school. They can't check your cell phone there. Um there was a sexual assault victim and Hugh Freeze DM'd her saying something along the lines of uh you know, I'm a good man, you can't bring me down, or something like that. And you probably shouldn't do that. And it was like at three in the morning, too. Um Auburn so that, really wants to win. That's Hugh Freeze, and that's who is um hiring him. Also fun part. Auburn just hired Mississippi State's athletic director. So the guy hiring Hugh Freeze was the athletic director of the rival school when Hugh Freeze was at Ole Miss and when Hugh Freeze got fired from Ole Miss. Terrific. The SEC is, is one of the, the most best. unbelievable it's the like its leagues in the world. Of all sports in the world, the SEC football is absolutely insane. And now Hugh Freeze is going to be at Auburn, and they probably hired him because he beat Nick Saban twice. Yes.
0: <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's the, only the only reason, reason they would hire him. him. Oh,
1: one other detail. His press conference, um, yesterday I think it was.
0: Was he asked pertinent questions? I
1: don't know. All I saw was a tweet from somebody saying a reporter tried to ask the athletic director a question, and they said the athletic director is not answering questions at this press conference.
0: And he was there? Yeah, oh,
1: he's there. on the.
0: Stage and he hired the guy. Hired the guy, and they said he's not answering questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's not at UNOV. the athletic director he stands up there and answers all the questions and he did too he Eric did Harford he answered great. every question but
1: imagine hiring somebody be like I cannot answer questions <laughs> about this guy I, I know about thought, this guy's past the most important position I will ever <laughs> hire I, I will can't. not answer any questions about it
2: oh my god I hope they did what they did to the coach
1: after Hugh Freeze and went did you get him a burner <laughs> No, there was also a rumor. I know we need to go to break. There was also somebody, I don't know if it's an actual report or a rumor, that uh, Auburn like, took control of Hugh Freeze's social media accounts so that he wouldn't be the one posting that they would post for him. And Hugh Freeze got asked that question and said, that is not true. But it might be smart to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, we get into the Golden Knights. Did you the details? I'm Tyler. Para nuestro maquill se mete Serginio. vino para Serginio des el toque medio punición. Oh.
2: Gran jugada, pero enorme jugada golpazo del 10 vida 1 0.
0: You're sitting in the press box with Grainy and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler.
1: While that Spanish announcer yelled goal for. For 45 seconds, Christian Pulisic was laying on the ground, um, holding his pelvic contusion for the entirety of that time. Um, By the way, the World Cup is so great. During our commercial break, Tunisia scored to take a 1-0 lead on France, and Australia scored to take a 1-0 lead on Denmark. And what that means right now is that Australia would advance out of that group along with France. Um, for Tunisia to advance, they need Denmark to score against Australia. That's the only thing. if, If Australia wins, they're through. So Tunisia needs Denmark to score and create a draw in that game. And then Tunisia can go back into second. Denmark needs to score twice to take the lead and have France score at least once to tie Tunisia. So it this is what's great about the World Cup. Two games happen at the same time and when you have all four teams still able, to they're advance, all getting updates. Oh, it's great. it's phenomenal yes and somebody on the bench is telling them this what's is what's going happening. On. What's brutal for Tunisia they scored scored on France it's their first goal in the World Cup. they're beating the defending champions and that goal was going to be the reason they advanced to this to the round of 16 and like two minutes later Australia scored which would knock Tunisia out. So they had tremendous two minute celebration, and then somebody on their bench was like, "You know what oh. they
0: had? They had two minutes of momentum. Oh boy!" And then it died. And then it died pretty quickly. Amazing. Pretty quickly.
1: So uh, the World Cup is phenomenal um, with games happening at the same time. And I'll be out at uh, Parkway Tavern in the district at eleven o'clock today. We're going to have a very similar situation where all four teams are alive in Group C. Mexico plays Saudi Arabia. Argentina plays Poland. All four teams can advance, and all four teams can be eliminated as well. So everybody is playing for something in those games uh, at 11 o'clock today. So coming out to Parkway Tavern in the district and help me cheer against Mexico.
0: So what you're saying is, Stephen, our listener, is happy right now.
1: So Stephen from Australia, he actually tweeted at me.
0: Yes, I saw that.
1: Um, This was like two weeks before the World Cup started. And he was like, hey, if this happens and this happens, the United States and Australia could meet in the quarterfinals. And I was like, well, I think the United States might be able to do that. I don't know about Australia. And now we're sitting here as it as it stands right now. Australia, Australia would be move through in the round of 16. The United States would be in the round of 16. And if they both won their round of 16 game, they would play in the quarterfinals. In the quarters? Yes. Do you know how amazing it would be if the United States got to play Australia in the quarterfinals?
0: You'd be thinking of the semis,
1: wouldn't We're you? We're winning the damn World Cup. You think if that happens? Of the semis. It'd be great, be phenomenal. So the World Cup um, is uh, always my favorite. It's a wonderful, wonderful time. And guess what? We've got two more days of this before we get to the round of 16. We got two, or maybe it's what? What do we got? Yeah, two more days of final group stage days for the other four groups in the World Cup.
0: My team point. has to beat Costa Rica tomorrow, don't they? Who the hell is your team? Germany. So I oh, said the, the, the team
1: beginning. you picked. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're struggling.
0: But if they beat Costa Rica, that's four points they should go through.
1: Uh, not not guaranteed. Spain is through. Uh, not yet. They not could lose. Yet. If they lose they're at four points. If they lose to Japan and Costa Rica wins, Spain is out. Ooh. Um, but here, here's the problem for Germany. If they beat Costa Rica, they'll jump ahead of Costa Rica. And then they would also need Spain to beat Japan to be guaranteed to go through. Okay. Otherwise, they're, if if Spain and Japan draw, then they'd be tied with Japan and it would come down to goal difference. All right. And if and if Spain beats Japan, then Germany would jump ahead of Japan. Yes, and would Germany
0: would ha- jump ahead of Japan. Right.
1: So that's your... But, oh, no, by the way. Oh, no. This is a problem for Germany. If Spain beats Japan, Germany is almost certainly out. Because if Spain beats Japan, then... Or, excuse me, the other way around. If Japan beats Spain, Japan is going to win the group.
0: They're going to win the group with six points.
1: And Spain has four. Germany could get to four. But their goal difference right now, Spain is plus seven and Germany's minus one. Yeah, because of their first game. Yeah. So, Germany really needs a Spain win and to win themselves. And as we've seen from this tournament... uh, Anything can happen. Don't expect the favorites to just cruise. Right. As we look Tunisian. up at the TV.
0: <laughs> and Tunisia's beating, beating France. And beating France.
1: Now, France did just bring on Kylian Mbappe. So, we'll see. They Kylian Mbappe is on not to save France, but to save Denmark is the current situation here. Or to give Denmark a chance. Because, again, Denmark starts to score twice in their game to have a chance. Plus, have France score a goal. God, I love the World Cup. It's such a great sporting event.
0: It's great that they have these games at the same time.
1: And, by the way, Wales sucks. All right, they got obliterated by England. That's a country. That what was that?
0: What was that final?
1: Three nothing. That's a country that hasn't been in the World Cup in like sixty years. They didn't win a game. They scored one goal on a damn penalty. That So England
0: seven points won the group. They did win the group. Yes, unfortunately,
1: although our path might be easier, which would be a lot of fun here. God, what a great tournament now, so far. Netherlands and Senegal are through. England and the U.S. are through, and France is through. Um, and then we'll see if it's Australia, Tunisia, or Denmark. And that's who's going through. What a great tournament. Coming up next, we get into some Golden Knights. I think it's always tense with Kyle.
2: Like, I don't think, with Cliff's always very, like he's works hard, but it's very chill. With Kyler, it's always tense. So, like, I know we all, I mean, including me, like, I did a thing on this this weekend. We're all kind of focused on that relationship. I would imagine it's going to be tense with any coach and Kyler because he wants what he wants. He sees what he sees. He's very demonstrative about it. And he's kind of, hurt a little bit like quick and like come on like it's he's very blunt
0: we're back to the press box morning show with ed graney and tyler bischoff
1: we're gonna have tickets to give away to go see zz top in a few minutes also luke bryan a little bit later what quarterback head coach relationships are more toxic than cliff kingsbury and kyler murray in the (laughs) nfl there's gotta be one that's worse than that, right? Zach Wilson's is probably not well, great yeah, that's right not, now. That's not bad. Yeah. That's, not,
0: that's good. That's a good one.
1: But like, he's not going to be there for much longer. So, I, <laughs> I guess Cliff's
0: not going to be in Arizona much yeah, longer. Yeah, I was going to say if there's a choice between Cliff and Kyler, we know which one's going. Yeah,
1: Aaron Rodgers and insert coach X. Is it toxic or is just Aaron Rodgers always mad at everybody?
0: I don't feel like Matt. LeFleur. I don't think. LeFleur, I don't think Lefleur at this point allows it to bug him as much. Yeah. Because he just knows, oh, it's just Aaron. Right. Like that it might be the worst with Kyler and Cliff. Obviously, when you bench a guy
1: like Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson just seems annoyed with everything in life at the moment. But it, it might be Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. And I if I put this caveat on it, the most toxic relationship between what should on what should be a good team, right? Like nobody expected the Jets to be good. The Cardinals are with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray for the last what three years, they've they've thought they were gonna be good. Hopkins, they got JJ Watt. Like yeah. they like they they, they thought got... they were gonna be good, like really good, and they just have not been. I think that's probably the most toxic. Probably not great. Um, last year they had Chandler Jones and he was playing great. <laughs> By the way, that's one of the strangest things about the Chandler Jones situation with the Raiders. I know he's on the backside of thirty and and there you always have production start slipping. Chandler Jones has been amazing in the NFL for yes. a long time. He was great last year. Right. And just, he, like, again, I think when they signed him, we probably had the conversation of, well, they're paying for what he did, and he's probably not going to be as good as he was. Because, yeah, but
0: there's no chance we had the conversation that he was going right. to be this bad. There,
1: I don't think there was ever a, hey, he's going to be at a half a sack
0: you know, in uh, December. Eleven games in,
1: right? We unless unless you're like, oh, he's hurt, but like right. they've never been like, oh, he's played every snap of the season yeah. or whatever it is. And, he has and half he's a at sack. half a sack. There's just and no a fumble way. recovery. Yes, he does. Fell on a loose ball there. There's just no way we anybody would have predicted to be I mean, that big of a drop off.
2: They could have kept Ngakwe, who literally is what just ten. Yeah, he has, or no, he has eight point five, but basically his career, he's gonna get you eight at the yes. minimum. He's yes. gonna yes. get yes. you eight. Even the year where he played for two different teams, he got it five with one, three with the other. He's going <laughs> to get you eight.
1: And here's the thing. They signed Chandler Jones the big deal, but they traded away Ngakwe to go get Rakia Sin. Mm-hmm. I know it's different uh, schemes and all that, but with this team, is it is it too simplistic to say based on their production this year on different teams? Is it too simplistic to say... The defense would be significantly better if they had just kept Ngakwe no, I and don't. kept Casey Hayward
0: instead of getting Chandler
1: Jones and Rocky Assen.
0: I don't think it's too simplistic at all. I think it's true. Look what Jared just said about yeah. Ngakwe and his numbers. So that is a hey. He had 10 with right. this the same, basically right. the yeah. same Raiders team, that yeah.
2: same Max Crosby that everyone was like, holy crap, Max Crosby's really good. And Ngakwe's on the other side getting 10. Right.
1: Like Ngakwe <laughs> wasn't the same uh, like game changer that Crosby was, but.
0: But he, he got to the quarterback. Right. You get 10 sacks. You get eight sacks. Hell, you get two sacks, and you're better than what Well, if you get two team. sacks, you're second on the team right now <laughs> in in December.
1: You passed the great Tyler Hall. Yes. <laughs> I love that guy so much. Uh, all right. So a little bit of uh, NHL. Did you see the Coyotes? Uh, they got approval from the city council in Tempe uh, for their new arena plan. If you're unaware, the Coyotes are playing in a 5,000 seat college hockey arena at Arizona State. Have they had a home game yet? Um, They should, no. Well, they've had the two or something. Okay. But they're on the road again until like December. Yeah, because they've been on the road the entire year. So the city council in Tempe, they approved the Coyotes arena proposal. It's a 16,000 seat arena and entertainment district that'll be built on some city owned land. Uh, It's projected to cost $2.1 billion with 1.9 of that to be privately funded, uh, according to the story on ESPN. But here's the problem for the Coyotes. The city council approving it doesn't actually, that's not the final step here. This now has to go to the ballot for the actual people of Tempe to vote on. So the people of so Tempe. they are
0: What, they're voting on the amount of public money it would be?
1: Well, I believe it's more about um, dollar per vote. I, I believe it's more about voting on uh basically letting them have city land. Okay. Is more of what this is about. Because according to the story, total projected cost is 2.1 billion, 1.9 billion privately funded.
0: So you're talking about nothing.
1: Right. I mean, if if we we talk a lot about stadiums and how much public money they should get, and the answer is always zero. Right. But given the climate and how much cities like Las Vegas and Buffalo hand out, if you said, hey, Um, we're going to build a new stadium and there's like hotels and all this stuff. If if you give us $200 million, you're probably signing up for that, right? Like even I'm not going to criticize that too much if it's a $2 billion project. So I... Usually, I mean, usually, sports teams are afraid of things going to the ballot like this because they're almost always going to lose because it's almost yes, always going to be people are
0: always going to vote against giving any sports right. team something free. If it goes Good. to the if it goes to the people, the people are almost <laughs> well,
1: always going to say we're not giving hundreds of millions of dollars to a, to a sports team. I wonder if this passes because the way I just phrased it is the way I'd phrase it if I was the Coyotes. I'd be like, hey. We're paying for, like, 90% of this, guys. Like, we're just asking for a little bit. Just put in a stop sign for us so we got (laughs) some traffic control, and we're good. So, again, normally when it goes to people to vote, they lose. The sports team loses. So I'm curious to see. And apparently it won't happen until next
0: year, uh, the actual vote. How long are these guys going to be stuck at ASU? I mean, it takes what? Two years to build it. At least. At the least o- two years to build it. The
2: owner it. of the coyotes is worth 14.5 billion dollars. I know. I listen, I agree. Build it yourself.
0: Yeah, wh- it's another wh- two hundred million? Exactly. Why are you stopping at 19 if it's 21?
1: This, this is a private funded project. Um, but hey, this is about as good as it gets in American sports right now. So like we don't really get this a whole lot. Um, and also the funny part is did you remember the NHL, Gary Bettman? Promising the Coyotes an All
0: Star Game yes. if they get this statement. Yeah, I can, mean, can you? Okay, can that's you imagine, like the Final Four coming to Vegas in 2028. But worse, because it's the NHL All Star Game. Like, can,
1: like if I'm, if I'm a voter in Tempe, and the Coyotes are trying to convince me to to vote yes on this, and they say, "Listen, we'll get the NHL All Star Game," I'd be like, "I don't care." <laughs> Why do you think I care about the in You think I want to give away money for a three on three all-star exhibition so they can play tic-tac-toe while shooting pucks into some hashtag. I don't want to do that. So nobody cares about the NHL all-star game, but that's what's happening
0: there. Um, so yeah, one times. Does it feel weird? The Golden Knights aren't playing for like, what is it? Three straight days, two straight days. Yeah. Given they did back to backs and it seems like they never waited two games to two days to play yeah. a game lately. Um, so we're gonna. It, they're not playing. Well, Pittsburgh played last night. Yeah, they
1: uh, they play tomorrow in Pittsburgh. Okay. So, but something important we didn't get to from their last game. The shootout. Paul Cotter was the seventh shooter in this shootout, and Paul Cotter scored a fairly ridiculous goal to win. Um, in the seven rounds, only Jonathan Marchessault so and Paul Cotter scored. So the Golden Knights were struggling. But the fun part of this is that. Logan Thompson told Bruce Cassidy to put Paul Cotter into the shootout. Logan Thompson makes his uh saves the seventh round of the shootout, takes his glove off, and starts pointing at the bench and putting up four three. Yep, which is Paul Cotter's number. Number. Telling Bruce Cassidy, put Paul Cotter on the ice. And then Paul Cotter pulls off what looked like the most unstoppable shootout move yes. you've ever seen in your life. Yep. And the Golden Knights win.
0: Paul Cotter must be doing that in practice, and Bruce Cassidy's at the other end of the ice drawing on glass. Well,
1: apparently, Paul Cotter has been tremendous at shootouts at the AHL level. Apparently, Logan Thompson, who's been at the AHL with Paul Cotter before, is fully aware of this, and is like, this guy doesn't miss in shootouts. And the weirdest part, Bruce Cassidy doesn't know this?
0: It appeared he didn't. It appeared he didn't even know Paul Cotter was still on the team.
1: Because after the game, when they were talking to Bruce Cassidy about it, Bruce Cassidy said, "Well, I normally leave when they start doing shootouts at the end of practice." He's like, well, "I don't stick around." That's
0: what I was saying. He's not even around yeah. when these guys are doing. He's like, "I don't
1: stick around to watch it." So he's like, "So yeah, Logan Thompson would probably know better than me." And I'm like, "What do you mean
0: but you don't stick wouldn't around?" Wouldn't his assistants stick around and maybe like chart well, who gets to, who, who's pretty good at this? Yeah.
1: Stuff? In all seriousness, it's a shootout. It's um. It doesn't matter. It doesn't happen in the playoffs. It's a skills competition but it's worth a point. Yeah. Like when we talk about the stand, like last year, the Golden Knights, well, I guess they were eliminated before the last game, but last year, the Golden Knights were counting every single point they had coming down to the end. And watching Dallas. And all you have to do is stick around and practice a few times a year to see, oh, this Paul yeah. Cotter guy. It's a hell of a move. Right. Like, how how are you not, that, that to me just seems like, how is that not an obvious thing a coach does? Because you're going to play, I mean, again, they haven't even played in one until now, but you're going to play in at least four or five shootouts right. a year. You're pretty, you might play in like 10, 12, something like that, but you're going to play in at least four or five. That's four or five points. And a coach, like for all the details that coaches pay attention to to try to find small edges and, and
0: advantages,
1: how can sure. we be 1% better to just be like, ah, I don't pay attention. I don't know who's good on my team at shootouts. What are we doing? What are we doing? Just watch practice for like or 10 minutes. Or have an assistant
0: charted.
2: Yeah, anything. Just or, or just listen to Logan Thompson.
0: <laughs> Bring Thompson in and say, you give us the list. Well, he is the goalie who they're, right? the other guys are shooting at. If anyone's going to know, he's going to know who's good at, uh, you know, what, like guy, he stinks at this. Logan Thompson was all
1: happy and everything afterwards because they won the game and, and all that. But I genuinely wonder, Logan Thompson, he saved six of seven uh, shot attempts in the shootout. I genuinely wonder, was he pissed? Like by number seven, like by like at the time the, he ran Brandon number seven, he was like, "Put, put Connor right." Like, is he pissed? Like, he knows Paul Cotter's How, what unbelievable. Have you, have you not been
2: at practice right. during
1: the shootouts? Like, I have apparently to not. Yeah, I have to bet. Like, he might have been genuinely angry. He's like, "I'm over here stopping everything, and you're putting these bums out here that <laughs> instead of the not one guy score. I know can score." And I know Paul Cotter's putting it in the back of the net. He put it does it to me every day. <laughs> <laughs> like they won, he had to have been angry. Like if they lost in like the sixth, or round. or frustrated. What one of one of the two? If they lost in like the sixth round before Cotter got on the ice, oh, he would have been furious. Yeah. Had to have been furious. He's like Start screaming. Why did you like, put Bruce, this guy in? We've got a guaranteed win in the shootout if you put this guy in the game. Put him in. I.
0: It was is an amazing shot, by the way.
1: Yeah. Oh, is unstoppable. It was, it was
0: unstoppable.
1: If he could do that every time. Let him shoot three times. I don't yeah. know what the... Put a different jersey <laughs> no. on. I don't care. Get a different jersey. Just <laughs> and Logan Thompson teams times. flashing up yeah. different numbers. What number does he have on now? Three, two. Right. It would have been great. So, Paul Cotter, he should be in the lineup, by the way, every night. If they healthy scratch Paul Cotter for Phil Kessel, get the hell out of here with that. <laughs> I've been asking what Phil Kessel's role is. I know what Paul Cotter's role is now. We go to a shootout She's this guy's the winning shootout. the damn yeah. game he's, for us. He's the opposite or not the opposite, the inverse of uh Malcolm Subban. You're not yeah, yeah. you're not scoring yeah. on a guy. Exactly. By the way, the Golden Knights have had the best shootout goalies in the history of the league. Subban, unbelievable. He's given up one flurry also incredible, right. bigger sample size so he's given up more than one. Logan Thompson's been incredible right. in his career. He remember last year when they had the back to back shootouts that went like ten rounds, and oh, the I Golden that. Knights yeah. could not yeah. score. Yep. And Logan Thompson That's was like, not, oh, I gave up, not get I on. gave up one of eleven, and yeah. we lost. What? They they've had the best shootout goalies in the history. Even even Robin Letter, who sucked at it apparently and hated him, he was great the last like six shootouts. He you did. think I'm
0: good at shootouts? Yeah. You think and, I like shootouts? And then
1: he came back and was great after he answered that question. This, this team is like the greatest shootout team of all think time. I like the, goalies. the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There you go. I knew they, it was coming. I knew they, it was coming. They suck at scoring them, but they've got the greatest shootout goalies of all time. All right, coming up next, the Dodgers signed a pitcher. Who's Shelby Miller? Oh, yeah. Jared's looking ZZ at me. ZZ Top. Because we got to give away ZZ Top tickets. If you want to go see ZZ Top, they've got a residency. Uh, call in now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. Uh, these are for tickets on December 7th at the Venetian, 702 364 1100. You'll win a pair of tickets to go see ZZ Top. Be caller number seven at 702 364 1100. Wake up. I mean, I think Jordan's a, a great player. I think he's a great teammate. You know, I'm not in the offensive meetings, but I can't see the way that the ball comes out of his hands. I can't see the way that he's decisive playing against our defense. I don't know about y'all, but I think we got a pretty good defense and he does a really good job for us in practice, gives us a real look and it's pretty impressive. He's done some
0: some pretty impressive things. He's a starting quarterback. Okay, yes. there we go. Yeah, no yeah. question. He's better than a lot of quarterbacks, and there's a lot of starting quarterbacks. Wow. There we go. That's good stuff there. How about that? Yeah. It's the press box with Granny and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas.
1: Okay, this is phenomenal TV. Um, right now we got a few minutes left. We're deep into stoppage time. Tunisia's beating France. Australia's beating Denmark right now. France goes through as the group winner. Australia in second place. They are showing if Denmark scores against Australia, Tunisia will advance. Uh, They are showing the bench of Tunisia huddled around a phone watching (laughs) Australia, Denmark because, well, they could give up a goal to France and then it would be over for Tunisia, but Tunisia to advance needs Denmark to score against Australia. And there is less than a minute to go in this Australia-Denmark game. Phenomenal. So they are on the bench in Tunisia watching a cell phone to see if Denmark can score. And Denmark, by the way, has had two corners and sent their goalie up both times. They should have probably had a better chance on goal on one of those. But it's looking like, there it is, Australia is going to the round of 16.
0: It ah, is, Steven. It is
1: over. So Australia is in the round Steven. of 16. Um, Tunisia's players on the sideline are about to see this on their cell phone and be devastated. So Australia is going to the round of 16. They are on the United States side of the bracket. That is a possible quarterfinal matchup for the U S Australia with uh, a big upset. Australia was one of like the five worst teams by odds coming into this tournament. And they are advancing to the round of 16 with France. So, there's your World Cup update. So, I'll be out. Danny might have just lost some money. Who do you think he bet on? Denmark? Yeah. Yeah, that does
0: sound like who's, something Danny would bet on. Who's getting, who's getting lo- lost here? We'll uh, find out who he bet on.
1: Yeah, gotta be Denmark. Yeah, he's out in his truck probably listening to the show right now. Yeah, gotta be. Um, all right, a little bit of baseball before we go uh, to the 9 o'clock hour. Ed,
0: the Dodgers signed Shelby Miller. Is this what we can expect? Is this what we can expect in free agency? <laughs> Where's Verlander? Where's DeGrom? Met with Verlander.
1: They did meet with Verlander. Uh, Shelby Miller pitched seven innings for the Giants last season. Uh, France just scored, by the way. It's over for Tunisia, anyways. Um, Shelby Miller has a career 4.2. in the 87th or the
2: 97th minute. The 98th minute. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: 97th minute. Yeah. Um, what are the Dodgers doing with Shelby Miller? This guy in the rotation now? He's like the only he's made, one he, of the he four starting pitchers they a 40-man roster, yeah.
0: <laughs> seven innings. He's going to do it. He's the guy. He's the, he's the answer to beating the Astros. seven good ones for you. Yeah, he's the answer to beating the Astros, Shelby Miller.
1: So here's... Oh, worry about beating the Padres. Yeah, exactly. seriously. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Get out of your own division, man. As a Dodger fan, they've met with Verlander. Who would you rather have, though? Justin Verlander or Jacob deGrom?
0: Oh, it's a tough one. But after what he did last year, I still think he has enough in the tank, and I'm worried about Degrom's injuries. I would absolutely take Verlander. I just think Degrom is just with his body breaking down. He's also got he's got arm issues. I, I would take Verlander. How bad? How many years are we talking? Three?
1: Uh, Verlander probably getting three At like forty a year. Yeah, I mean, if that if, would
0: worry me more than the three years. If
1: nobody offers him a, a three year deal, he'd sign for two. But I'm guessing Verlander gets three from somebody. Um, it is funny to me that Jacob DeGrom has been so broken in his career that the 40-year-old who had Tommy John two years ago is more considered, sought after, more, reliable is considered more reliable than Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. That's not great I agree with if you Jacob though. DeGrom. Um,
0: He's, Jacob DeGrom, you can't count on for anything. I think I'd rather have DeGrom. Well, oh, an IR spot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather have DeGrom. And just hope? I think Verlander's going to hit the end this year and next year. Nah. I think he's hitting the end. His wife keeps him useful. Verlander has been a phenomenal pitcher, but I think he's hitting the end here at some point. So I'd rather sign DeGrom. You wouldn't take him on a two-year deal? Oh, if the Astros sign him, I'll be pumped. Love the guy. He's been great. No, if you're
0: the Dodgers, you wouldn't take him on a two-year deal if he'd come? I would.